the Gnarly Gnome. This is Cincy Brewcast. You knew that already because you clicked on it, but welcome back. Um, if you're a new listener, we uh, talk about Cincinnati beer. If you're an old listener, we still talk about Cincinnati beer, so it doesn't really matter, but um, welcome to the show. We um, have another fun one. This is um, probably, if I had to like label things that we do as like themes, be it, you know... Um, on location shows with places for some kind of an event or something like you know the theme that i love the most is new breweries breweries before they're open breweries that everybody's like oh yeah i've heard about that place what's what's the deal with them so this is this is straight up in my wheelhouse um if i could do this every single week i guess i probably could do this every single week with how many breweries open up anymore but um i absolutely love it we are in mason in the heart of mason downtown if you can call downtown mason downtown it's um, Common Beer Company. Thank you for uh, for having me out here, guys. This is going to be a fun one. Let's roll around the table. Everybody introduce yourselves. Um, there's one familiar voice on the show. Everybody else is new to the show. So um, let's start here and kind of roll around. Introduce yourself. Tell everybody who you are, what you do here. Um, Casey Keaton. I'm the manager here at the Common Beer Company. Um, been working with these guys for about a month and a half now. And I'm Mark Lortz. Um they call me Mr. Owner. Uh, yeah. And I basically do everything except brew at this point. But that'll come soon. <laughs> uh, I am the idiot that they hired, um, also known as Justin Cheney, uh, or people, as some people know me. Um, I've been here two months. Two months. Two months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, right? It hasn't destroyed the place yet, so... Not yet. It hasn't... I'm, I'm waiting for flames, but hey. still waiting. Uh, I'm Amy Lortz, and I am the owner with Mark Lortz. 51 percenter. I'm the 51 percenter. I see that trend a lot locally with it's a husband and wife that are starting a brewery. The wife is usually the 51 percenter, and nobody respects that. Everybody, you know, when they walk in, they just kind of ignore the wife and go straight to the... Mm-hmm. That's a whole show in itself that we could do. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but the, the, the show that I like to do always starts one way. From the beer fridge. We drink some beer. Um, and luckily, we've all got one in front of us. This Do we have a name for this? We do not have a name no. yet for this um, one. No, it's not. We're going to need to name it by Saturday, though. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is a, uh, a new version, I guess, a revamped version of Your Saison, which I yeah. think has got to have the record now of some kind of uh, version of it in the most breweries yeah, around Cincinnati. It so. has to be. There's no possible way somebody else has a beer that's, that's hopped around as much. I think it's the fourth. I, I definitely switched this up a lot it's this time. definitely yeah, the fourth. It, it, it took me a few days to sit down and I was going back and forth just like looking at it like alright this is the last recipe like I was looking at my old brew logs and everything just trying Ooh. to make sure this one was like alright this one's different like <laughs> yeah, we, we actually did this one on our home brewing equipment yeah. right so not, we, on the, we did. not on the big this is the home brew version yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's killer It's it's got more of a big bubble gum kind of fruitiness than, than I remember the other ones having which I love yeah. it uh Especially, we're, we're doing the show sitting outside um, on what will eventually be the patio. Um, we'll get to all of that, too. But So sitting outside, it's a nice, warm, kind of, I mean, not hot, but it's a nice, mild, kind of warm night outside. It's perfect for the situation. It's good. 
Um, I'm excited to uh, be able to get awesome. more of the saison again. <laughs> um, so we'll kind of, as we go, kind of work through some other beers. I've got a couple fun things. I call it the Tour de Justin that I brought with me. And they're not his Damn beers necessarily, but they're from right. places where he has um, left his mark one way or another. <laughs> Um, so we'll try some beers. We'll try some fun stuff. They're, they're both good beers. That's the good thing. <laughs> good. good. <laughs> um, but as we go, let's, let's, uh, let's dig in. Let's talk about the Common Beer Company. What was the idea here? Why, why start another brewery in Cincinnati is the question everybody always asks. Oh, yeah, always. Um, well, about uh, seven years ago, almost eight years ago, uh, my wife, Amy, and my daughter, Maggie, for Father's Day, bought me a home brewing kit. It was a Groupon. So when yeah. Justin was like four or something. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. maybe four. Um, yeah, so she, they bought me a kit and um, used a fi- you know a turkey fryer in the out in the garage, and the recipe turned out pretty good. It was um, an extract, so it was you're kind of hampered on how you can change up the flavors and right. everything. But it was an amber ale was the first one that I tried, and I stuck with the extract for at least two or three years. And then um, a friend of mine from New York, uh, we were visiting Chicago, and he happened to mention that you know switching over to all grain really wasn't that big of a leap. So I actually took a class down at Listerman's. Um, it was one of the four-hour free classes that they give, and uh, learned how to do extract brewing. And from there, very quickly started developing my own recipes and kind of getting good at it. I guess is the best way of putting it. Um, Lots of friends, lots of family, uh, lots of compliments. Um, we did a couple blind tastings with people, and it just seemed to do very, very well. Um, so I'm, I've been working in my current job. I'm a software consultant. I've been doing it for about 18 years now, and we were looking for a change. Um, the corporate world is just not something that I've wanted to stay in for right. a very long time, but here we are 18 years later. Um, <laughs> So we started looking around about two years ago and uh, in, in Mason and eventually found this place. So, Well, in, in Mason, you got, there's, obviously there's 16 lots also in Mason, yep. but kind of on the other side of Mason, it's an area, you know, we talked, the, you know, when they were opening up kind of about why Mason needs places like this. There's a lot of chain places to eat. There's a lot of hole-in-the-wall, divey kind of places that maybe you don't bring your your family to <laughs> you know there's 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 not a lot of those really great just neighborhood family friendly places that you can walk right. in and it's comfortable and you know everybody. well and that's um it's interesting you put it that way because that's that's one of the main drivers for amy and i was to we've lived here for over 14 or 15 years now and um we both love craft beer but we we both have a very big sense of community um, and having a place that we can draw people to come and drink beer, you know, of course, but also to meet their neighbors and meet new people. That's well, and this is literally in your neighborhood. It is yes. in our neighborhood. We are less than a mile <laughs> away from here. You know, which I guess probably has its pluses and minuses. Yeah. You know, those phone calls. Why do you need help? Yeah. <laughs> They're going going to come, and you can just run down here. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But we've, we we yeah, found I, this place is in a really good location. Um, we kind of joke when we're here working, which we work here a lot, trying to get this place open. Um, at times, days drag on a little longer than they should because there's so much right. foot traffic and so many people 
just stopping by to find out what's going on. Um, right. Friends and new people. And um, that's without a sign up yet. Wait till a sign goes up. You're going to have just constant <laughs> people knocking on the window. Are you yeah. open yet? Well, hopefully. <laughs> I'm Thursday. <laughs> hopefully that's when we're open. Right. And people can come in and actually sit down at the bar and right. have right. a beer. So. And it's, re- it's been really uh, eye-opening for Amy and I. I think uh, the number of people that are local that have offered to help in ways that we would have never imagined. Um, we, we have a, an individual that's been walking down our alleyway almost every night going to the marathon station, and he stopped one night and ends up, he does doors, and he's really good at it. So he did a couple doors for us, you know, just to be neighborly. And that's, it's a good feeling because that's what we want this brewery to kind of be about, is meeting new people that you may not have an opportunity to meet in any other circumstance. Right. So uh, explain the name a little bit. The common, I've heard it. You know, like, it, it, is it the common? The common beer company. They what make do, what jokes about it? it every single time. Um, every si- I'll say like something like, "Oh, you know, it's a common thing," and they'll always go. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna defer to Amy on this one because she was the one that kind of brought that about. Hmm. Common meaning familiar. So that was the not common as an average, but common as as in familiar. So we want this place to be where people are comfortable, and it's um, I don't I'm I can feel it. I have a hard time expressing it. Your you local what watering it hole yeah, where everybody know, comes is. in and is friendly and and it's just a, a familiar place. I want it to be familiar to everyone. I want everyone to be comfortable here. You know, I've said I don't care if you come in after working all day laying tar. Or you are an exec well, at Exotica. I'm never going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I want everyone to just be comfortable in it. And, and that's super, super important to us. And people keep saying, oh, like, cheers. Which, you know, like, yeah. But no. But that idea. Right, right. But I want it to be just um, a place that people go and they feel comfortable and can be themselves and well, then have fun. It, there, it, it says a lot to be able to build that expectation of what a place is going to be before you walk into it. There are definitely breweries that have really great branding and really great names that set a very different picture that, you know, maybe my mom or my dad or, you know, somebody like that is not going to be as comfortable with like, well, I don't need, I don't need to go that. It's all going to be those bearded guys in plaid sitting around <laughs> and, you know, with their, <laughs> Not you, Justin. You. <laughs> I was going to say, I forgot my flag. <laughs> um, but it sets a very different picture in what people expect from the place and, and, and gets people a little more comfortable before they even walk into the door. Because I think you, can, you can walk into the door at a lot of places and be comfortable, but getting in there and understanding that that's what it is is um, an important kind of stage to set, I guess. And we're Actually. hiring employees based on that. You know, we need people who are outgoing and who will, who understand that anyone who walks in is a friend. Right. And we do know, I mean, we do have a lot of friends in Mason and we do know a lot of people. So it's, it's, uh, it's a goal that we really hope to achieve, that it's a, a very friendly, comfortable place for everyone. There's a, there's a tough balance there, too, of getting people that are serving your beer that understand beer and know beer and are knowledgeable about beer and can, you know, tell people things that they may not know about it and you know help them learn about stuff but not be a complete jerk about it and not that you know well that's where casey comes in (laughs) (laughs) i've been pretty picky so far i I think we've got a a a good staff building at this point i think we're gonna be great how many people are you guys gonna have off 
off the bat when you open up as far as uh, taproom staff goes? We're not. I see a lot of bars and taps, tap rooms just overstaffed, mm-hmm. and it's just not a good thing. It's very overwhelming. People get mad and end up leaving. So that's not what we wanted to do here. Um, I think to start off, it's going to be about six of us, six or seven, and we're going to go from that's there. Still pretty respectable. You guys, you're not a huge brewery. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. six, six They're and even, a half barrels. Is that right for the yeah, six, six and a half, half barrel system? Um, Capacity-wise, 49 inside, and however many people want to shoulder it out here. Right. Um, so we're not. You're right. We're not. We're not going to be the 2.0 of anything. You know. Right. We're, we're, you know. The idea again. We're the, we're the 1.0. <laughs> Say that now. Yeah. Right. I will pull that quote for you later. <laughs> Let's hope we get there. Um, but they're actually letting letting me behind the bar, so that's uh. Pretty cool. <laughs> that they actually, fun. they they said I can work behind the bar, so <laughs> I've never experienced yeah. that before. They will uh, probably change their minds about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm already go, rethinking. Give it, go, give it two weeks. Go back and make some more beer. <laughs> right, just, just right. go brew again. Justin, why are you outside your cage? <laughs> Hold on. Well, the 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 common thread when breweries open up is, oh crap, we don't have enough beer. We're we're running out of beer, and that's. You know, there are places that have been open for a very long time that are still fighting that. I was talking to somebody that, that is, you know, maybe six months into it, and you, know, you can probably figure it out who is, as I tell, that they are on a similar size system and just can't keep up with the demand that the taproom brings. And it, it just over and over you hear that same story. Like, Is, yeah. is that a fear that this is I hope be that's a problem we have, Absol- honestly. Absolutely not. <laughs> Yeah. No, I don't From have my that fear. standpoint. No, no. Absolutely the the goal—I mean, I've heard the same stories, right? Uh, and we've worked with uh, to get open. We've worked with a lot of local um, breweries, my size or our size, uh, and that is one of the com- you know one of the concerns. Um, I, I agree with Casey. I hope we have that problem for a little while, um, but I think you know we're going to be gress- aggressive on the amount of um, types of beers and the amount of batches that we push. Uh, to where we can get ahead of the game. Um, ultimately, we're not looking to, distri- uh, to do any distribution model with bottling or canning, uh, but we certainly would like to get some of our kegs out on taps of uh, local places, local establishments, and they've been reaching out to us. But it's going to be a while. We're, it's going to be you know, we're going to have to feel our way through it. And right. we'll I mean, we're definitely at least I feel that we're going to run out of beer the first night, which I am totally fine with. But we're going to have like least maybe some reserve to just keep going for the for the right. week or next week or whatever we Justin are. you're not allowed to let us run out of beer <laughs> you have well, one job um, you have one job and it's to keep beer in the taps they told me I had two jobs but now I have one so. <laughs> I just lost oh. my second job well <laughs> what are what are what are the fears right now you know because this is a uh, this is that 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 point where you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but I'm sure there's still a lot of stress building behind it all because what's the you're ready for people to be here drinking beer. Yeah. Yeah. My biggest what, fear. What are the fears? Is that our stools won't be here in time? Yeah. <laughs> we need chairs. Yeah. We need chairs. Standing so it might be a, it might bring a, a be a, what is bring it? your bring own your chair. Own chair. <laughs> yeah. Might as well at that point. As long as you guys don't get those same metal stools that every tap room has, you know which ones I'm talking about. They're yeah. like that the metal. Ones thing. Just, yeah, no, we're, we're we've, we've got some unique 
uh, unique chairs and, and stools that we're looking at, but that's probably why we're stressing Heart, about Hard hitting podcast topics. Eh, what yeah. stools do yeah. you have? <laughs> I keep wanting to say Today's stool stop. boom. But. <laughs> Waiting for Guffman, like every time someone says stool. Yeah. We want to sing a song from Waiting for Greffman. Yeah, but have I, you ever seen I have the movie? No idea what you're talking about. You've never seen Waiting for Greffman. Okay, write Waiting it down. You need to see it. Yeah, we've already told on. Justin that too. And carry on. Yeah. Yeah. Wrote it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Remind me later. <laughs> so we have a couple hurdles left. Um, it's definitely getting down to crunch time. We're two weeks out of where we hope to get things rolling. Um, we've got a couple hurdles with uh, yeah, you know, occupancy and a few other things. But um, every day we're starting now to see finishes versus just prepping for something to get done um buildings getting painted which is huge you know we're getting that done and everything now seems to be a final thing right versus something just waiting for the next person to come in and do their part or waiting for one of those other hurdles to be uncovered when you start working exactly. on something <laughs> and, exactly um yep. the <laughs> the the measure of success is another kind of thing that i always like to kind of ask people you know what what is what is that point for you where you feel like what you've done here has succeeded or is there something that's like a defined thing like that? And I'm not talking about, you know, X amount of dollars coming in a month or something like that. I, you know, no. I want something. I think that, uh, and, and I'm, I think we all should probably speak to this at some point, but I'll start. Um, for me, a, a, a success is where I can wake up in the morning and feel comfortable with what, I'm doing for the day and I know there are always going to be little surprises and there's always going to be little hurdles that I need to cross but um, I have a goal to quit my day job that's certainly one of the things that will help me feel like we've succeeded Um, but I think the other thing is when I'm sitting in a place maybe a store or something and I hear somebody say something about the common beer company to me that's when I'll know we've made it when they don't know I'm standing there, they don't know I'm right. the owner, right? right? That to me is going to be a measure of success, of success. I can definitely relate to that. I, the, the first time I was at a, at a bar and I was sitting there and I was drinking a beer and somebody was on their phone doing something and they turned to the bartender and they said, who the hell is the gnarly gnome? Right. <laughs> and I right. sit there and the, the bartender kind of looks at me because she knew that it was me. And I was, <laughs> and like it's, you know, it's, it's, it's strange to, to have that kind of separation from something that you're trying to get to everybody. You know, it's, right. it's, 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 it's a very a little surreal. Huh? Yeah. It's a little surreal. Yeah. Surreal. Uh, I mean, sorry. I've Andrew, I've, I've met you. Gnome. Sorry. Gnome. <laughs> I said that right? No, you did. I did it to myself the other day on the show, like a couple right. shows ago. No, I, I met you like six times before I actually knew who you were. Right. And they were like, "Yeah, that's a gnome." I was like, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> no way!" I met like seven times. <laughs> but Amy, anyway. how, about, how about you? The measure of success. I'm gonna crack open another beer while you think about it too. Yeah, I think I have to pass on that. I haven't. Um I haven't had time to think about that. I, I think it's when I feel maybe a little calm and things are rolling. And, and being that I do accounting and bookkeeping, it'd be hard for me not to say it's going to be a financial thing. Because <laughs> I base everything on numbers. I don't judge that answer. but Yeah, and it, it, we have no um, hopes of being, you know, billionaires off of this little tap room. But if we can just be happy really that's it yeah. I will never stop working but he will 
<laughs> and wait, 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 wait. Sounds like my wife. No, like I'll never stop. I'll never stop my day job because right. I love what I do for a living. Um, but I think just when everything's kind of like peaceful and and people are, I see people coming in here and having fun and and the money is steady and and we have beer because Justin has kept those um, fermenters full. He never let the those tap lines run dry ever. And when my stools are here. Again, back to the stools. When all my stools are here. <laughs> I'm really worried about that. Let's 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 drink another beer. Okay. Um, this is the first stop on my tour day, Justin. I don't think I have that um, one. This is know. I still have our honey. Mm-hmm. Well that means you need to finish it. Mm-hmm. There you go. You're falling behind. This is from Rivertown, which was probably um, where you were working when yeah, I met I, you. I actually... Um, I'm working on this one. Take your I, was in, I was in the cellar when this was uh, cellared. I was working in the sour uh, sour part. Right. What is <laughs> facility, whatever you want to call it. That side. Island Island. This, is, this is called Night Marcher. So this Night is Marcher, yeah. um, my last bottle of it. I actually I'm have a picture of this somewhere on my I phone. I might be able to find some more still. This is... This is one of Justin's? Yes. Yeah. yeah, this well, is... I, I, I was cellaring at this point. At my Rivertown days, he was the babysitter of this beer and making yeah. sure that it uh, <laughs> did what it was supposed to right. do. Um, so, so this is something I need to learn about the business. Um, I need to learn how to make up new style beer names because honestly, <laughs> I've just... never heard of an island pale ale. Okay, so so this well, and what's <laughs> this, this beer is very interesting. A so common when, pale ale when it was brewed and it was fresh. Ale. Right. Um, the idea, I think, was for some kind of tiki-inspired drink. Yeah, there were. It was loaded up with fruits and spices and everything oranges. you can think of. Mm-hmm. I I can't remember all the fruits that were. It in. was there was a ton of there stuff. was like a time after work, people were just drinking beer and just like cutting up fruits. I've had island loggers, and those are awesome. No, this is this is nothing like an island logger. This is a whole different this is kind an of island pale ale. So, in addition to all of those fruits and spices and stuff that they dumped in the beer, they hit it with a bunch of wild yeast that over time in a barrel or a bottle or a tank or wherever that beer is residing, that yeast will kind of... Well, it's also been in a bottle and that is still going. (laughs) Um, So it is... It's eating all of that stuff that's left in the beer and the flavors continue to develop and continue to change. What I think is so neat about this is that it's still really fruity and it still like has that island kind of thing going on even though it's not from yeah. the fruit anymore. It's Now it's from that bread. The Bertanomyces is a continual yeast that literally just continues. It like A lot of scientists can't figure out Britannomyces because it just keeps going and going and going and going. It will eat anything. Like, it, yeah. If and you it, leave it, it like in there the, long enough, it will eat the bottle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the flavors change constantly. So it's just like you can't, like, Britannomyces, you can, one day you can you can have it one week and it'll be pineapple. Next week it's apple. Right. Just continual. So well, it's ridiculous. And if I'm right about this beer, this was hit with a bunch of different strains of Brett, too. And yeah. Um, when I we'll have to, you have first to talked to, to Twitch well. about it, yeah, I, was gonna say, yeah, I asked him kind of like, "Where? What's what's going to happen with it?" He's like, "I don't know." Like I, exactly. you know, I, I don't know which which strain Twitch of is, bread is going Twitch to is, take over, which one won't. Twitch is my one of my favorite brewers in town, and he has my heart always because he is an immaculate brewer. It he blows my mind all the time. 
Like what? Even when I just for him, maybe I can reach out. Twitch is now the head brewer at Streetside. Yeah, kind of. Following up Luke after he went to uh, to Sonder, so it's going to be really fun to see kind of what he does there too. With Luke, stuff. If you're listening, collaboration. <laughs> he actually probably could be listening. I think he listens to the show. So that's um, my next stop on the tour to Justin. I thought it was a fun one. It oh, is very uh, good. Literally the last bottle I had in my cellar, so oh. it was heartbreaking Sweet. to pull it out. Oh, well, so privileged. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, let's take a quick break, and then uh, right, yeah. when we come back, we will uh, drink some more and talk some more about what's going on here at the Common Beer Company in Mason, Ohio. We'll be back. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. You know, there's no need to be up tight. <laughs> beer, beer is about having fun. The dream, the dream is definitely the fact that we went from homebrewing in a garage to where we are today, right? That is, that is the dream. Where we go from here, we're gonna, we're gonna continue to figure out as we grow. Uh, we, uh, and we don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. And you have more fun with your clothes on? I don't think so. <laughs> We're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. This is Steve Shaw. This is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Gamel Nagy. Hey, y'all. This is Sean Willingham. This is Brett Coleman-Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beers. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Admissible Brew Works. Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. In Cincinnati. In Northside. In Hamilton, Ohio. Bellevue, Kentucky. Morrow, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> Hi, this is Mike Stokes from Cincy Brew Bus. Cincinnati's craft beer scene is growing, and we want to take you to those locations. Here at Cincy Brew Bus, we love to introduce people to craft beer here locally in Cincinnati. We have an amazing craft beer scene. We have lots of routes to choose from and a lot of different places we can visit. Cincy Brew Bus is Cincinnati's premier and original craft brewery tour. We're the number one rated tour for breweries on TripAdvisor. We're the number one rated food and drink experience on TripAdvisor. And we're also the number two total tour overall on TripAdvisor here for Cincinnati. At Cincy Brew Bus, we provide a VIP tour experience for the novice and for the expert craft beer drinker. We like to take you out, show you how the beer is made, tell you about Cincinnati's rich brewing history, and at the same time, have fun, do some trivia, and drink some locally made fresh craft beer. I look at I look at the Bud Light drinkers out there as a you know a forest and harvester. They're all out there and, and they don't know any better yet, but they will. You don't you don't ever hear somebody say, Yeah, I used to drink that craft beer crap. But I <laughs> I went back to my Bud Light. You don't hear that, do you? No, you don't. You're listening to Cincy Brickcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> Listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. 
back, Cincy Brewcast, <laughs> the voice of Cincy Craft. Um, we've swapped out Justin because he's now um, delegated to running back and forth bringing beers for people. <laughs> Uh, he said he wanted two jobs. <laughs> he did say that. He was very upset when you took one away. Um, we're now joined Thanks. by, is it Todd? Todd Hudson. Todd, yeah. tell, me, tell me a little bit about you. What is your role with the Common Beer Company? I'm really the, the heart and soul of the company, I'd say. Uh, Amy technically uh, might be 51%, and I don't know what my share is, but it's more of a karmic share. We Todd, Todd is our neighbor. And very good friend. He owns the Wildflower Cafe, which is across the street, catty corner from us. And he has been like a rock. He's been our rock. Absolutely. Yeah. He's the one that makes all the ends meet right now and makes everything he come just, together. And he makes us feel sane, <laughs> I think. And also like, makes, us, makes us continually feel that, yes, we can actually do this. If Todd can do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Anybody can do this if he can do it. <laughs> there's, there's, it's an important role to have. <laughs> but really, he, it's, it's, the relationship between the common and the wildflower is going to be amazing. Um, it already is. And I've, I've, I've been there for lunch before, and... That place is phenomenal. It's um, it's it's like a farm to table kind of. Is that a cafe? No, no, is that yeah. a good way to describe it? Farm to table cafe. Is that like a good description? Yeah, that was oh, the, the currently I would call it farm to table. But you know, before uh, farm to table was the term, we were just buying things from farms. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that was the whole idea behind the restaurant. Was it? You know, uh, I had worked in all these restaurants that. You know, it was just massive boxes of random shit that was coming in, and they were, you know, pork chops from Mexico, from this, that, the other. And I thought, man, this is really stupid. And like, here's the the gist: is that I worked at this golf course, and right next to this golf course was this big farm, and I would drive past that farm to get to Kroger when we ran out of things. So one day I asked uh, the owner, I said, you know. If I'm going to go get tomatoes, you know, man, it's like August. Do you, do you care if I just stop by that farm and pick those up? Because I'm going to Kroger, and they look like shit, man. And that's what, you know, everybody was used to serving anyway. And that idea was just, like, revolutionary. And the guy says, no. <laughs> and I thought, well, dude, first off, they're cheaper. And secondarily, they're a lot better. I don't even understand why we're buying the ones from Kroger anyway. And then that kind of spurred some thought and then I was you know reading a box of tomatoes that we had ordered that came in that said not uh, that we have anything against Kroger if they want to sponsor nothing, the show nothing against Kroger <laughs> <laughs> um, absolutely not let's say IGA <laughs> it, was a, it was an IGA or a Biggs or a Thriftway Thriftway I used to work at Thriftway that was one of my first jobs trivia but then this, this box of tomatoes came in and it said coated with food grade petroleum and I thought what the fuck is that um, can you say that on this Can we say fuck? It's the internet. We can say whatever we want. Oh, oh okay. I was hoping. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Bring it on. And then I was, you know, what the fuck is uh, food-grade petroleum? Is that something we should be eating? And then it kind of went from there. And, uh, you know, anyway. So is it safe to assume that there will be some really fantastic beer, uh, food-pairing dinners that are going to occur once this place is up and running? Yes. Yes. We're going we're gonna to be... Hopefully enticing Mr. Hudson over here a couple <laughs> nights to do some food for us, some grilling, whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, that's truly when, when I talked about the blind taste testing, that's 
he was the the driver behind that. So we would not have even gotten step one without encouragement and uh, and guidance from from Todd. So we definitely will be pairing food and uh, and beer and maybe I, wine too. I don't know. I, I still think that there is uh, I, there's some some breweries making really great food and doing some really fun things with food, but I still think that there is a huge, huge, huge gap in connecting the two together um, in Cincinnati beer. So, Agreed. I'm excited to see some of that come together. Um, do you have a beer in front of you? I don't I, have a beer I have a because beer. I'm waiting for this um, to open. I have beer. Well, are we drinking? You guys have the... What is this other one you're drinking? This is we'll a, talk about honey um, a honey ale. Honey ale. Yeah, so... This recipe was one. It was an, an inspiration for me when my daughter graduated from high school. She graduated from Mason High School, and she uh, and ex- accepted a scholarship to go to Savannah College of Art and Design to play lacrosse. And their um, mascot is the bee. So at a graduation party, um, I had two beers on tap, and this was one of the ones that I developed the recipe for. Um, we are uh, using local honey uh, for this recipe as well. Uh, ran into a friend of a friend who has a uh, a bee farm and went and met her somewhere, picked up three pounds of it, or three, yeah, I guess three pounds of it. And so it's part of this recipe. And that's another another thing we talk about community. You know, I know everybody says it, but we're really holding on to that model of utilizing whatever ingredients we can get locally that we possibly can. Um, well, and there's, there's a lot of fun things that can be done with that with somebody that you're so friendly with across the street that Absolutely. already sources lots of fun ingredients. And Absolutely. And has a lot of ingredients at his disposal. Right. At his disposal. So yeah, we there's been a few inspirations on some recipes that, that Todd has come at us. The the one that that um, that we really will showcase is a um, involves the pawpaw fruit, which is in my mind one of the best fruits you can mix with a beer because it is so unique and deep and um just flavorful it was quite tasty yeah it can go really well with any variety of beer wheat a lager whatever it may be it's a it's a strange fruit in the way that it changes too depending on how how ripe it is or something it's 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 a very strange fruit (laughs) i guess anything native to ohio has got to be a little weird fruit (laughs) pretending to be an avocado is what i call it (laughs) (laughs) well it'll be fun to see um, some kind of ongoing collaboration. I assume that the dishes across the street change on a regular basis based on what's fresh and what's seasonal and that kind of thing. And it would be fun to see beers kind of coming um, that that kind of play with whatever is that seasonal thing, too, and kind of going back and forth as a collaborative kind of thing. It would be, be fun to see that. Definitely. Um, if that exists. It will. <laughs> it will, without a doubt. Um, so let's uh, let's crack open the other beer. Do you have a bottle opener? Do you my hat? By the way, yeah, I, love, I love that hat. Snapples. Look at that. Oh, I Here's like Justin. that. Wait, let me see that. Nice. I mean, it's really sweaty and gross right now. So. <laughs> Man, if, if, if you if you have been around here for the last four months with oh, us Oh, he working. can't even get other way. Other way. Oh, he's a, he's a brewer, not never, a beer opener. You've never opened a bottle with a hat before? <laughs> we only um, do kegs here. So I can Justin, get it. Justin, do you want me to do it? There we go. Um, so this is next up in the tour day, Justin. This is from um, Fibonacci. This is their Toll House, which I think as of right now, maybe you guys will um, give it a run for the money. But this is this is the best, or at least one of the best, um, stouts being made in Cincinnati. And this is their Indian Spice version. Let me finish this. 
We have to get more cups. <laughs> or drink faster. Yeah, so like I was saying, sweaty is the game here. Uh, we could not have picked a hotter summer to decide <laughs> to open any business. So we spend a lot of our days outside getting stuff done. And um, sweat has just become a daily routine. Yeah, it's, well, as long as Justine's not listening, she uh, she can attest to that. <laughs> Justine, if you're listening. Can I have one more cup? I'm so sorry. I need a cup. That's an island pale ale. Alright, I'm digging that one. What is that? That's very good. It's uh, a Toll House Soma. So it's. Wait, which, in, what are we talking about? Indian spice. I'm, uh, I'm assuming that's Soma needs some more of that. Indian one? Mm. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Good play on words there. Alright. Did everybody hear you? Thanks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't give her any more you until I get some. One. Yeah, I was gonna this say. is not hot. Let me see I mean, the it's warm, but it's still yeah. good. Warm my throat. I can only imagine if the, it was. To the bottle. Yeah. Oof. No, this is Indian spice. It's definitely not the Carolina Reaper one. I have never uh, had anything no. like that. If it was a Carolina Reaper, I would pass it along. It's very tasty. Bob, I love you. You are one of my mentors, and this is a phenomenal beer. But Whew. you think well, that's? I, I'm not a big spice guy. I'm not usually, but I, I love this. I don't get heat off of it. I don't either. I, I get a little bit. It's it's hitting me in the jaws. I think it's a one That's, out of ten. Yeah, I, I don't I don't get spice wise. You're you're crazy. Yeah. It's like just a shade above cinnamon. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's let's go uh, bigger picture a little bit. Let's talk about Cincinnati as a whole. Um, what gets you excited about the craft beer scene in Cincinnati right now? What's some of the stuff that's going on that you look at and you're like, oh, that's that's really cool. That's exciting. That's fun. Well, obviously the growth. I mean, it, you continually hear month after month of new places opening up. Um, I, when we first started, when I first started looking at starting a business, um, I did some research and kind of had some discussions with some people in the craft beer industry, and they started throwing out, you know percentages and figures and you know why is the craft beer industry what's their goals as an industry um, and it was all around the amount of taps that they would take over and the thing I like about craft beer is the craft beer industry is that they're not looking to take the place of Anheuser-Busch they're not looking to take the place of Miller they just want a piece and they want to be able to um, give the the people a choice um, so I, I remember a figure I heard about three years ago where they wanted to have 30% of the, of the taps. And that, if you think about it in, in the whole scheme of things, it's not a lot. I mean, right. It still gives the majority to the macro breweries that are out there. Um, so I like the fact that the industry itself in Cincinnati is, is a good example of that, is not looking to push anybody out. They're just looking to become a part of it. Um, Justin uh, invited me to... Um, I forget what they call it. What, what's that meeting that we went to? Sacred Society. Yeah, the Secret Society. The, the rubber boots? Yes, that Secret Society. God damn it. It's out. Um, yeah, so it was my first real event of uh, you know being part of the community. And it never ceases to amaze me how 
people just accept you and, and open arms. And I walked away with having met, you know, head brewers to eight different breweries in town that I've been going to for years, right. all offering help. And if you need anything, give me a call. If you need anything, here's my email address. And um, that to me is, is it goes back to what we were talking about, the theme for our brewery, which is community. Um, and having that community in Cincinnati um, is just a phenomenal thing to be a part of. Um, we've been to, I've been to other places, Grand Rapids and Asheville, and, and seen how well that those breweries collaborate. I mean, Asheville, last thing we went down, Todd and his wife and Amy and I went down, there were 29 breweries in a five-square-mile area. Right. Every one of them packed to the gills, and everyone very successful. Um, so that's that's kind of a... It certainly drew me to the industry, or kept me at least going towards it. Um, and I think that Cincinnati is, is no exception to that rule. Um, I like what Madtree's doing. I like what Rheingeist is doing. They're going big, and they're going distribution. Um, but you're seeing more and more breweries like us that are looking to just be an offering right and create an identity for a community that may not have an identity in the craft beer industry um 16 lots has done a good job saunders coming you know quickly on our heels uh we just talked to the owner uh from Saunders the other day um so probably my favorite story up to this point is we're in the middle of the first brew day and we we found out we were missing a piece of equipment and so (laughs) he and i were we're struggling to find anybody you know any way to get this piece of equipment so he ran over to grain works which is which is nearby and he knows somebody over there and he was able to get a piece of thank you, know, you what brian we needed. <laughs> and then you know we found out the next day we're missing another piece and so i literally got in the car drove down the street to 16 lots ran into jeff happened to be there doing some kegging and he didn't blink an eye he handed me what i needed i left uh we got our we got done with what we needed to do cleaned it took it right back two hours later um and i just i don't know if that you would experience that in any many other industries i you know obviously i've never done podcasts with all of the industries that exist but i cannot for the life of me feel like there is any industry that even comes close to the way craft beer is not just on the the brewery side with with things like that you hear story after story of people calling and you know i need this i need help with this i need you know but on like on our side too as drinkers like when you walk into a tap room and you sit down at a bar and you just start talking to that person sitting across from you or you know you start talking to the bartender about something like it's it's different than anything anything you can you know you don't you know as much as i i love some of these restaurants that are you don't get that at a restaurant you know no, you're no. you're going in there with your family or you know you're you're on a date or something and you're in your own little bubble and you enjoy what they're doing and then you leave and it, it it's this you're you're separate from what they're doing but a brewery you walk in and it, you become part of this little community even if it's just that one time you're there and one night and you're part of it for that little bit of time it gets, it's, it's really special, and I, I wish that people who weren't into craft beer could understand that that's why this is what it is. It's not, it's not a craft beer bubble that's about to burst or something. It's people buying into this idea and figuring this whole thing out and like discovering something that, was, that, that had, had basically died in all of these cities around the country that, you know, right. and became this uh, boring 
macro lager that everybody just pulled out of the fridge and right. drank when the football game was on on Sunday. You know, right. like it, it's 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 so different than that now, and it's it's but exciting really, to watch. Yeah, it's it, we we went downtown and did the Prohibition tour uh-huh. down and over the Rhine, right. which was very educational for you know many reasons. But the one thing that stuck with me was the fact that it wasn't legal to brew beer at home until 1983. Right. <laughs> and I remember thinking while well, we're on this tour like even further for some states. Like absolutely. there are, there are a lot of states that kind of held out after that. Well, and, and it kind of explains how, you know, it took so long for some of these things to get up and get going, but when you look at how many brewers existed in Cincinnati at one time back before prohibition and then we were down to what one were we down to one down, or two? Down to one. Um, it was uh, uh, Christian Morline, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Sam, Sam, Adams, Sam Adams, I think. Oh, that's right. Um, although, were uh, they were they around in Cincinnati, like in the? Well, Justin, interesting fact, oh, and Todd so would be able to tell you the story. The Sam Adams <coughs> original Boston Lager is a Cincinnati recipe. I understand that. I've read the books. Barrel House, classic thing of the, a twenty-eight-year-old head of brewer that the, the says, actual You're too young. The actual count of how many breweries were were the lowest number is probably it's it's probably a little a little fluid depending on how you look at it, but because um, Barrel House was around. Um, what was the one over in Northern Kentucky? There was um, uh, it had the German feel to it. Um, yeah, that was, that um, was awesome. Oldenburg. Oldenburg. Oldenburg yes. That's that's a heartbreaker for me because I, 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 thirty four, so right at the time that I was you know getting into beer, like things were good. We had Mount Carmel at the time and things like that, but uh, Oldenburg was was gone. Like it yeah. was right at that time where they were closing down, and I never got to experience what that place was. But I, it was awesome. It was. It was. Really everybody cool. says. I remember it, dude. And I was like ten Back or something when I was there. But there was there was that period right right before that time in you know in in my drinking life where um, everybody everybody closed up, everybody left, everybody um, shut down shop. I guess for right. for better. You know, it, we talk about Sam Adams, but. You know what? What Sam Adams did do for Cincinnati beer, they were contract brewing with Hudipole Shaneling at the time, mm-hmm. and they were in the market for a brewery. And he said, "I want to be in Cincinnati. If I'm going to start a brewery, I, I this is where it's supposed to be. I'm this was this is my hometown. Like yes, we're the Boston Beer Company, but this was the first Sam Adams brewery. So they." I think when they technically bought Hudipole Shaneling, it was probably Barrel House was probably still open, Main Street Brewery was probably still open. So there's there was there was probably three or four in Cincinnati at the time, but there wasn't many and it was very different. No. <laughs> well but I, I think too is when when it became when you when it became legal to do it at home, I think that's where the interest started back up. When, you know, your neighbor had a, an amber ale or a brown ale and you're kind of thinking, boy, this is interesting. And people started to get right. back into, I don't just have to drink a Budweiser or a Miller. There's actually other things out there. Um, and I, that certainly has helped fuel the industry. But um, I agree with you. I think that uh, I think the, the, the community feel and being part of something that, you know, someone, I forget who said it, a good friend of ours, uh, Judd, said the other night, um, a brewery is like a candy store for an adult. You know, it's, it's kind of going back to the days of being a candy store. Um, so we want to be that candy store for Mason. <laughs> well, 
what I find so neat about what's happening in beer right now is that there's kids that are growing up right now and this is just this is normal like you know you go out with the family on a Saturday afternoon and you hang out at your tap room and you play games and mom and dad drink a couple beers and you you know order food from you know someplace down the street and they deliver it or you go grab it and bring it like it it's it's an experience that becomes the new normal you know you said you know how home brewing kind of you know started things in the in the 90s you know for right. people start wanting to start drinking better beer and like this it's going to be so different for this next generation of uh, it's going to be of, commonplace yeah it's you know well my dad was a brewer you know yeah. my 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 uncle was a brewer whoever whoever that person is like well yeah like that's that that's the family profession you know <laughs> like it's that didn't exist before and it does again now and it's it's exciting to watch the, the cool thing about it <clears throat> when you go to these you know whatever uh, brewery it may be you know like all of us sitting here at the table just just like all these different breweries there's all these different people all these all these different backgrounds that probably would never cross paths and sit down and hang out and bullshit with each other and and you would know uh, other families children and you, they would know your children and so on and like I don't really know much other I don't know another example of where you can get that many people together from all these different backgrounds and stories that they, they can all sit there and like become friends, you know? And like I, I had a, a restaurant I ran down in Glendale, uh, 14 years ago or so before I had wildflower. And there was a guy named Ray Snyder. Do you guys know Ray? He was big into home brewing. Uh, you know, what are the, do you know the homebrew clubs, like the hoperatives and Blotarians uh, and, and yeah. whatever. And so yeah, and Ray, Ray might've been the president of that or something like that. Anyway. Oh, Ray, Ray, Ray Spangler. The Ray Snyder. Snyder. He may not. I don't know how active he is now. He still comes to the restaurant uh, to Wildflower now. But <clears throat> not. I, I wasn't really big, and I I know I've been brewing for like three years now, like and like professionally, but I don't know many of the homebrew clubs or anything right. like that. So those were. So we went. We ended up going to some of those events, and you know, there's just basically all these goofy ass people, myself included, that are all hanging out, and there's one passion, and you know, it's kind of nice that it's like. I don't give two shits about football, you know, baseball. Like, I'll watch it, sure. I'll go to a game. But, like, there's a lot. I mean, I, I'm assuming all of us are kind of like that, that, like, I don't spend every minute of the day checking my fantasy football league and all this other shit. Like, I want to go hang out and drink a beer. And, you know, that's that's the that's the commonality of the brewery thing that really makes small breweries awesome. Yeah. We all get together and just have a good time. Yeah, there's, and like... Nerds and jocks and, you know, all these various people, scientists, you know, everybody's in the shit. Most of the time, there's no secrets either. That's why I like this community. It's like, I can I can call a brewery right now and be like, hey, can I get a pitch of uh, so-and-so yeast? They'll be like, yeah, just come up in an hour. We'll, we'll get it ready for you. So it's 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 a community where it's like everyone's together and you make friends. It's That's that's the cool right, thing, Right, well, that's, that's what blew me away, you know, when I started blogging and, and especially podcasting, like how how welcoming everybody was it was like you could just call somebody and say hey like i we just started a podcast where we kind of sit around and talk about beer do you guys want to like i don't know like do a show with us or something like yeah yeah come down like we'll we'll do something you know like that's how they were were. we hadn't even we hadn't even launched a show yet and we were standing on the brew deck at braxton while they were brewing one of their first batches (laughs) doing a show like that's awesome like just standing in the middle and and they're running around making a beer like it like it not knowing anything about us, not yeah. Hold on, who let me are. let me spark real quick. Hold on, let me <laughs> let me open this valve. All right, let me come back five seconds later. All yeah, right, it's, cool. it's, yeah. 
absolutely mind blowing what this community is, and um, you guys have a kind of a, a a very big torch to carry on with that of what it means to be a craft brewery in Cincinnati. Um, what? And they have the worst brewer ever. <laughs> <laughs> dun dun dun. Um, taking a kind of a big step back again and looking at this whole overall picture of things we talk a lot about beer tourism and things like that and getting more people here into Cincinnati to do things. And I know you guys are kind of more of a community thing, but with Cincinnati as a whole, what do you see us needing to do to kind of push that forward to a new spot? Is it, is it more breweries? Is it more like, what is it? You know, what is the thing that separates us from a place like Asheville or, well, this is a question for anybody. Too. It doesn't have to be you. Yeah. Like I would say, the difference between C- Cincinnati as in downtown Cincinnati. I I speaking more of just the. I mean, is that it though? Like the the concentration. The well, because Asheville is so quaint. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like a Savannah or a Charlotte, where or Charleston, where it's quaint. So I think something like Hyde Park would have the potential to be a fun walking through you know, ale trail type setting. I think this would be awesome for an ale trail. Right. If, if, cause there's the potential for businesses and breweries to come into downtown Mason. And that would be amazing if a bunch of breweries came in here and overtook the whole downtown area. Yeah. I, I asked, um, it's affiliated with that question there, but I asked the guy that owns a, uh, Ohio beer distributing he does Rock Mill and some other beers whenever we were talking about, uh, like, is, you know, people ask me all the time, you know, I've, I've been in the craft beer as long as anybody. I think I was probably one of the first restaurants that was selling craft beer back at the pub. But, um, you know, people say, well, is this, is this like a bubble that's going to burst or how's this thing going to pan out? Like, all these brewers are going to close. And I so I asked, uh, I asked the guy from Ohio Beer that and he said look man you know 100 years ago 50 years ago whatever it was okay what's going to happen is a lot of these breweries that are brewing (coughs) tons and tons and tons of beer right and and we cannot sustain you know um 37 rheingeists right i don't i don't think that's going to work but i think like this and 16 lots and you know all these smaller breweries fibonacci places like that that um where, you know, a, 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 a person like Mark can hire a guy like Justin and you can open a bar, basically, that serves your beer. And that will sustain itself for a really long time. Right. And you have so much control over it. You don't have to kiss corporate ass. You don't have to do all this other, you know, you got your own thing. You have your own personality, your own business. And there could be, you know, even in downtown Mason, there could be 12 microbreweries like this. That's that's the thing I was, you know, how many neighborhood bars exist around Cincinnati? And you can look at almost all, probably all of those bars and say, well, they could survive making their own beer. If people are sitting in there drinking beer, there's no reason you couldn't make that beer for them. You know, like it doesn't have to be a big brewery that's, you know, operates like a big factory and distributes to 30 states or whatever. You know, like it doesn't have to be that way. Like it's a different... It's actually kind of dumb, really. That you know, if you, like today, if you're going to open a bar, to me, if you were, if you, if you didn't know anything about the bar business or restaurant business, and you said, "Well, I want to open a bar," 
if you open a bar and you have, you know, I'm sure you guys remember back in the day, it was like, but what, what do you have on tap? Bud, Bud Light, Coors Light, Miller Light, and then <laughs> my, occasionally my, a Blue Moon. My wife is really good at this. So <laughs> I there's blue down moon. in the basement next to my bar, there's a chalkboard that is supposed to say what beers are in the fridge for pe- when people come over, they know what they can drink. And she has this habit of when she goes down there to do laundry, she races it and writes what we call the Applebee's tap list. It's yes. Bud, Bud Light, Miller, Miller Light, Coors, <laughs> Blue Moon, Sam Adams Seasonal. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's always Dead written on. there now. Dead on. And if they're if they're really into beer, they drink. They get they get a sear in a vodka. Right. <laughs> if Justine's dad listening, he he cream his jeans right now. Just saying. Ew, you and there's a lot of good people involved in those companies <laughs> too. But that ew. model, you know, I just think like that's not in in the in the the restaurant world you know we would say bye casey don't make don't make food that people can make at home you know like a restaurant that has like a, a wonder bread and american cheese grilled cheese on the menu for adults is dumb yeah. because people will just make that at their house like why would they pay you five dollars for that when they can make it for you know 47 cents at their house and i think beer is the same way that like why would you open up a, a bar and serve Miller Lite and all these other and have that be the core of your business when some other dude's going to open another spot next to you and does the same thing and it's replicatable where like you know the common and even you know even if you copied the recipes like Mad Tree, Rheingeist, all these all these breweries, Christian Moorline, you know you're you're not going to replicate them. You can't, you can't brew their beer, stay on top of their when they're pumping out new Absolutely recipes. Not. You know what I'm saying, yeah. and that and that to me is like that's security as a business owner to, to be able to say, I'm not replicatable because this is my jam. You know, and, and part of that too is the staff. You've you've always got the ability of like a creative brain in the background, and you never know what's going to come out of that. Right. He just called you a creative brain. <laughs> right. I'm hoping. That's, I'm hoping, we, Justin. We We've never know what's coming out of Justin. Wait, Casey, yeah. Casey has to say goodbye. She has to go pick up her I've son. had a few beers, so it's time to go get my kid. <laughs> Perfect. So, you know. Bye, Casey. All right. Well, Enjoyed you your morning. show. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Love you. Love your show. Bye, Casey. <laughs> the, the one thing I can say as an argument to the... Um, it doesn't make sense to open a bar as much is these places that are springing up like Cappies or BCs or you know, things like that. Where totally they, different. You, c- you can walk in and you can have this whole selection of beers that are from breweries in Cincinnati that maybe you haven't been able to go to. And the power of that, too, of somebody saying, well, you know, what are you into? And then kind of point you towards this or this or this. And then maybe you'll fall in love with... Yeah, a place that's in Mason when you live in northern Kentucky, and you might go there. You know, like it's got this other kind of power to it. But. Yeah, I was I was thinking of like, right, right, no, I you gotcha. know, back in the day, Bob's everybody, bar. yeah, yeah Bob's every, neighborhood bar. Bob's, yeah. 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 Um, what do you guys want people to know about the Common Beer Company that they don't already know or not open yet? <laughs> <laughs> but we will we, be soon. Do we have a tentative date? We do. Uh, that you're willing to say? <laughs> no, I'm not willing to say. 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Trust me, I'm, I'm just as scared. Every time I hear the the, the number, I'm like, oh, it's, God. Can it's we, soon. Can we say, it's safe to say this year, right? Oh, oh without yeah. a doubt. Okay. It's in the next four weeks. <laughs> ish. Yeah. Always follow no, it up no. with ish. It, no, no, no. Always, always say ish. It'll be within the next four okay. weeks. Always say ish. Ish. Oh, God. I'm so tired of ish. Trust me, it, it is it is this year. Trust me, I'm positive. Yeah, I've never been more positive. 
and if saying it's, it's going to be open, open, opening this year. So if it's not open the next same. month, I can't dedicate any more time <laughs> yeah. to get carpentry in here because I'm actually a chef. So, you know. Yeah, Todd it, has done a lot of carpentry busy. in here. If people want to know more, they can follow you on social media. Yeah. Yes. You guys have a Facebook page. Instagram. Uh, and yeah. Instagram. It's just the Common Beer Company. Twitter? Uh, no. No, our, no, we've been advised I, to Come on, stay Trump will tweet it. Yeah, that. That's I, probably why. I Trump will retweet that. I don't tweet. <laughs> or, can I... Can website? I tweet? Can I? Can I be in website? Yes. Do not website. Let have control uh, of your Twitter. He web, will. He yeah. will. He will trump it all up. All right. Snap yeah, so there's there's three spots you can hit us: Facebook, uh, Instagram, and we do have a website: thecommonbeercompany.com. Perfect. And all those will be in the show notes. I'm assuming if you have some kind of thing that plays your podcast, there's stuff you can click on that pulls up the show notes, and then there's Perfect. links right there that you can click on it, and it'll go to all of those things. Awesome. Well, apparently, um, according to a friend, we're on Waze now. That's that's, that's a new exciting. Thing. Oh, yeah, right. We? we are now on Waze. What's Waze? <laughs> Wait a minute. Waze you're you're like the a, youngest one here. It's you, like no, I don't know. It's like Google Maps. But it's like it tells us. you tells you where the popo is. It tells you when the co- where cops are. It's oh, real really? too. That yeah, shit really works. It's amazing. It, does. it does. It tells you where police are, where W-A-Z. accidents are, where Debris. potholes are. Debris. <laughs> like it tells you all kinds of stuff. It's all uh, like user-fed information it stuff. Alert, so. too, it'll say there's a car parked on the shoulder, so you drive up and you're like looking for the car you can, on the shoulder. You can also record your own voice to tell you oh these things. God. Have you guys, have you, have you guys seen that? Uh, I should probably release a little uh, gnarly gnome pack for people to download. You should. <laughs> I would totally use your voice. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen that Ohio craft beer app? That some, so I, forgot, I didn't tell, told you, but it was like a couple days ago somebody said. Oh, yeah. I, I, I have used that quite a bit. I had uh, Last year I got... Um, the the lapel pin. Um, this year, I'm shooting for a beanie. <laughs> what is that like when you check in? Every they... time you check in to a brewery, you stamp your passport, and then when you hit certain levels, you get free stuff. Okay. Yeah, this is part yeah, of the Ohio Brewers Association, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's yeah. that's something it's, I'm doing tomorrow. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah they uh, had their they just had a meeting, like an annual meeting yeah, or something yeah. like last yeah. week. But I I'm a member, it. but. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah, we will. Before you know it. Oh, well, yeah. Thank you guys very much. I, I definitely appreciate you guys having me out here. Um, I know the last thing you need to do is have somebody sit out in your back patio while you should be working and uh, forcing you to just sit around and drink beer. But okay. <laughs> it's good, it's good <laughs> to get a break. Thank I you. I appreciate it very much. And everybody, please check them out on social media. When they open, come out here. But... Uh, space yourself out so they don't run out of beer for the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank you. Justin. You will run out of beer. <laughs> yeah, you will. Thank you. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Mm-hmm.